Hello, hello, everybody. What's going on? It's Jesse Lee. You can call me hashtag Boss Lee or the People's Mentor. And this is episode 355 of the show. This episode is really important. It's actually an entire conversation around shame. And I know a lot of you are full of that. So maybe listen 15 times this episode, download it, send it to all your friends, because I think y'all need this one. All right. And hi. If you love this episode, make sure you screenshot it, put in your stories, tag me. I respond to all the stories of tags, and I do share a lot of them and make sure you tag some friends as well if you're getting the value out of this podcast that I really hope and pray you guys are. If you can make sure you subscribe and leave a review that would be awesome too so we can stay ranked and this podcast can go all over the world like it already has. Today is Money Monday, Money Monday. So our $100 giveaway today, you have 24 hours to message me, I'm sure you will, is best freaking podcast ever five stars. JL is no joke. She talks a talk, she also walks the walk. I do not have enough positive things to say about her or this podcast. I've only been listening a few days and I'm probably 20 plus episodes deep. I am so inspired. Whether you know it or not, Jesse Lee, let's be real. You know it. You are making a difference and impacting so many lives. Thank you for showing up day after day after day, inspiring me to put my best foot forward in not only my business, but my whole life. Lots of love, gratitude, and blessings to you always. Bailey Erickson. So if you want to be Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, whatever, uh, I would love to send you some money for that review. Make sure you guys get your five-star reviews in and share this podcast everywhere that, uh, that you can. It means a lot to me. And y'all rock. I'll talk to y'all soon. Enjoy the episode about shame. That's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about shame. I want to talk more about how do we work through this. I want to talk more about, in a very gentle way, exposing our negative thoughts that we have about ourselves, that we have about our businesses, that we have about our teams, that we have about our uplines maybe. I mean, not me. I'm just kidding. Um, Our uplines maybe, how we feel about our company sometimes, and understanding that I've trained this forever. Y'all have heard it a million times. When people are talking about you, they're not actually talking about you. I mean, some of you need to write that in big, bold letters. Some of you need to circle it. Some of you need to star it, square it, diamond it. I don't know what your shape is, whatever your shape is. Squiggles, okay? Some of you are probably squiggle people. Whatever it is, dots around it, I don't know, get colored pencils out. What people are saying about you is not about you. If you're getting called names, okay? If you're getting called, uh, my favorite are when people are like, she's a bully. I'm like, hold up, wait a minute. You are not talking about me. I will bend over backwards for people. This is, and I used to internalize it, but I used to internalize it. Why did that make me tear up? What in the hell? I used to internalize it because of shame. I used to internalize it based off of my childhood where I was bullied constantly. You understand when some of you are understanding that on a really deep level, right? Because some of you were bullied and you're like, oh my God, like I would never want to do that. Um, Another one that's like the word of 2020. Luckily we're in a new year, so I haven't heard it that much. Oh, she's a narcissist. She's a narcissist. I'm like, oh, for God's sake, do you even know what that is? Or is it just a fun word? And if you start to look at the behaviors of the people who throw around words like, he's crazy, he's stupid, he's aggressive, he doesn't know what he's doing, he's a terrible leader, she's a narcissist, she's a bully, she's going to ostracize you, she doesn't even know, whatever the things are, right, okay, like fill in the blank, basically on whatever it is you've been called by somebody in your life, 
look at that person just for like a split second. First of all, feel compassion for them. But second of all, start to identify, oh God. Oh, wait a minute. It looks to me like a lot of these characteristics you're talking about are in you, my friend Ola. Right? Right. And the peace that a lot of you will get when you start to understand that crazy situations as you start to bud through your leadership, which is what we're doing here. That's why we do 212 because these are the the these are the hard trainings, right? These are the tough conversations. This is not for, you know, day one provers by any stretch of the imagination, right? This is going to happen to you. I've been doing direct sales network marketing for 10 years. The amount of people who have left and then tried to blame, shame, and justify why their business failed because of me. It's just, I wish I had the power to make you, like, I can't make you fail. If I had the power to make you fail, I'd ha- I would take the power, I'd wave a little wand, and I'd make you all succeed, right? Like, if I had that kind of power, wow, like, that would be cool stuff, right? But alas, I'm not actually a crazy, I'm not a strega pazza like the Italians say I am. I wish I could be sometimes. I wish I could cast a spell on all of you, but uh, I cannot. I'm good. I'm not that good. So that should help some of you because I'm just going to warn you in like the nicest, kindest way possible. Um, the team you have right now, uh, there are people, no matter if you're team of one, team of 100, team of 1,000, team of 10,000, team of 100,000, there are people with one foot out the door, the other on a banana peel, waiting to try to find an excuse as to why they can quit. I promise you. Okay, and then it's going to be something stupid. Like, oh, she said on this training that if you are um, calling somebody a bully, that it's actually you. And I can't believe she would say that. This is a great example of how she's a bully. So I'm quitting and I'm on to greener pastures. (laughs) Okay, like that's literally what happens in these people's minds. And I just want to be the one to tell you, please don't internalize that. Please understand it is the shame game. Okay? Like grass might look greener places, but usually it's fertilized with BS and or it's actually astroturf. So you get really close to it and then, oh no, this is not real. This is not real. What have I done? What had happened over here? Oh, I was wondering why it was so, so green. Oh, great. It's fake. Fantastic. Okay? So I just want to say that to all of you. Just a reminder to protect your peace and understand that one of my favorite lines when it comes to coaching and leadership, and I know you've all heard it, but I'm going to say it again, is that hurt people hurt people. If you're not hurt, you don't feel the need to jump on a Facebook Live and bash people that supported you. If you're not hurt, you don't feel the need to go through your friends lists and message about how awful Valerie is and how terrible Jackie Bell is. And can you believe Kate? Oh my God, Megan Hunter is just fake. It's fake. Like whatever it is that people try to say. Okay. And I cannot believe it. Right. Um, and, it, and just as an example, Uh, We all know this. I'm super, super, super transparent about this. But when I was, uh, when I was terminated in 2017, people used to ask me all the time, why didn't you do one of those lives where 
you get on the, the video and you talk about, like, let me tell you about my new company because let me tell you about how awful my old company is. And people used to ask me, why don't you post about your cup, you know, your old company. And people used to ask me, why don't you ever write, you know, the company's name? You know, people used to ask me, why don't you ever talk about those people? People used to ask all these things. And I'm like, well, why would I? Like, what do I get out of bashing people that, quite frankly, I wasn't in a place to have gratitude for them at the time. But now I can look back on and... I wouldn't be the leader you all have right now. Not to say I'm the best. I'm just saying I constantly grow as a leader. And I'm a pretty good leader, okay? If if I didn't find gratitude in the trauma, I couldn't coach you through it, okay? If I couldn't find the good stuff in everything that happened, I couldn't lead you through it. If I hadn't been there and it was awful when I got there, then I wouldn't have created ad tag message and we wouldn't have that system here. I wouldn't have known to coach people through how to build on social media because there was no training there. None. The only training I remember is something about a fence and roses and like a farm. And that's all I got. Something about the rose bushes dying. You got to pluck the roses. I don't even remember. It wasn't a very good training. Okay. But I recall it. Okay. I was like, uh, what? What are we talking about flowers and fences for? Like, are we in a pasture? I'm lost. All right. I'm all about the stories, but man, I was lost on that training. My point being, don't be that person. Don't get down in the gutter with any of those people. There's just no need. And it's something inside of them. Now, the first thing I want to talk about when it comes to shame is I want to go through how you can actually spot it in people. Because believe it or not, you can start to see a lot of these, I don't want to call them red flags because that's just a little bit dramatic, okay? But for some of it, it is, you know, you'll you'll know exactly what I'm talking about as soon as I say it. But you'll start to notice this in people because in our profession, obviously, we are in a volunteer sales force. People never tell you they're quitting. Okay, nobody calls you and says, Jenny, hey, Jenny Lynn, it's Jesse Lee. Um, Great call last night with Mexico. Uh, That was great. But uh, I'm just, just not for me. Like, I I don't feel like drinking berry blue. It just tastes too good. (laughs) I don't know why the hell they wouldn't drink berry blue. I don't know what their problem is. Okay, all right. Like, they never call you and say, I just, I don't like this. I don't like that. They just either vanish or they go crazy. It's like there's no middle line. Jenny's nodding like, oh God, yes. Yes, this is true. (laughs) Okay, I didn't know it was going to hit so strong right there. But nobody does that. But there are things that you can look for. You'll see it, first of all, in people's actual physical posture. And this is in everything. Now, I got crappy posture, okay? But, like, you don't try to say, like, my energy's still big at least, right? I need to, like, I have one of those little things you wear on your back, but I hate it. I'm like, ugh. But anyway, you'll see it in their posture. You'll see it when you're scrolling through Zoom. And now some of you are, like, sitting up. I can't even see you, but I'm sure some of y'all just sat back up. Okay, but you'll see the people on the Zoom calls that are, like, I have a bathing suit on, by the way. I'm not, like, in a flash you. But you'll see the people like this. Now, does this look like somebody who is engaged and proud of themselves, proud of their business, excited to work their business, excited to to do something? Or does that look like somebody who's kind of like, 
I mean, y'all are not stupid. You know what I'm talking about, okay? So you'll see it in posture. Then you'll see it in things like eye contact. Have you ever even, it's even, it's even on Zoom. Have you ever watched a Zoom with somebody and it's like, they almost feel like you can see them? You know what I mean? Like you're like, I can't, I, I don't, I mean, I'm talking to a hundred of you. I don't know how many people are on here. I'm talking to a hundred of you. I'm not staring in your soul. Why are you behaving like that, you weirdo? What is going on? 89. Okay, thank you. Like, I'm talking to 89 people right now. I'm not talking to you. But when people are so overrun with shame in how they are living their lives, not about you, how they are living their lives, they try to hide. You notice this? If they even turn the camera on, you know, you say their name and they go, <laughs> okay there's like smiling right now y'all know exactly what I'm talking about right you'll also see it when people hide behind actual objects like they're so full of shame about who they are they'll get on calls I'm glad no one on my screen is doing this right now I don't see anybody doing it okay but they'll literally like get it's just a thing you do when you're trying to hide you're all, I, I, I feel like people are thinking of humans in their head right now. Like, right. You're literally creating a, you're like, I've seen them on a call doing that. Right. What is the physical barrier that you are putting between the business and yourself? Like an actual physical barrier. People will do this. They'll grab blankets. It's summer. I mean, summer here. I don't know, but they'll grab <laughs> It's probably always summer here. Bad example. Okay. Yeah. They're like so worried about people seeing them. They're grabbing blankets and towels in the middle of summer. You're like, what are you doing? What is going on over here, man? Right? The only thing I like to put on my lap during calls is dogs. All right. I like to have my puppies on my lap, my little cuckoo. All right. But you'll see this. Okay. So here's the thing. The shame that people are experiencing and then living out through their businesses and through their lives and everything they do, it is what is sustaining their suffering. That's like powerful, I know, right? It's almost like the idea that if somebody sees the imperfect, you know, dark, scary parts of you, that you're going to be unlovable. But that's so not true, right? Like how many of you know what I'm talking about? Like on a personal level, it's like you, you're constantly in this shame cycle around your business and around who you are and how you conduct things and how you lead, etc. Because you're like, if somebody sees that imperfect, scary part of me, it's like they're going to figure me out. They're going to figure out I don't actually know what I'm doing when I'm leading. They're going to figure it out that I get on this Zoom call and I... I have no idea what to say. They're going to figure out that when I go live, I mean, I'm doing the lives, but like, they're going to know. I know some of you are, it's hitting deep right now. I'm positive, right? But the great irony of that is that you're not unlovable when you share who you are. It makes you more lovable because people can start to relate to what they also have as inner demons inside of them. Because the shame doesn't start when you're 25 
or 30 or 40 or 50 or 80. Shame starts when you're born. Shame starts from how you're parented. Shame starts from how you're spoken to in preschool. Shame starts from how a teacher responds to you. I was talking to somebody the other day and he coaches soccer and he's talking and one of the quotes that one of his um I guess students or whatever you call what is that called? Not students. What are, what the hell what are they called? Kids? You just call them kids? Athletes? <laughs> whatever. Okay, players. Thank you, Joa. I'm like, oh my God, somebody help me here. One of the things his players wrote as a testimonial last year on like the thank you coach card was thank you so much, coach. You've taught me so much more than soccer. So think about that though. I have a question for you. How many of you had a coach ruin something for you? So then we can all agree there's a lot of yeses and hands being raised as Hattoria's hand go up. There's a lot of you then where this shame started when you didn't even know what shame was. I can tell you mine. Um, I don't know if you can tell, but I uh, I can put on muscle very easily. I'm an endomesomorph, so I can also get nice and big and fluffy very easily, but I'm strong, okay? I put on muscle really quickly. When I was little, when I was little, I had a scholarship for gymnastics. I was whooping on these hoes. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right, no, I was really good. I had great balance. I was super strong. Uh, I loved the flipping and the crazy stuff. I had all this adrenaline and I was like, still didn't want to talk to people, but I had all this built up ADHD energy. And so I got really excited to go to the gym and do the literally hundred, uh, we would do a hundred handstands. We would run laps and we do a hundred pushups as like little nuggets, you know, like little kids. I'm, I'm a child at the time. And I'm, my favorite thing was the uneven bars. I was flying off those things. So fun. Okay. I loved it. Let me tell you something. I still remember the woman's name who was coaching me that ruined gymnastics for me. Because she made me feel this small. Her name's Amanda. <laughs> Literally, I'll never forget. I was on balance beam and I don't remember exactly what I was doing. I was probably six or seven years old. And she said something to me about like, I don't try hard. I'm never focused. I suck. Like, what's wrong with you? You're, you suck. And I went, and I literally took myself off the balance beam, walked out and I said, I quit. And they tried to bribe me with leotards. And if you were a gymnast or a dancer, you know what I'm talking about. Like those leotards, man, we'll give you a free leotard. Don't quit. I said, I'm out of here. I mean, thank God, because everything in my life set me up for this. But I want you to think about this. Where are the places in your childhood you have trauma because of what somebody else said or did? We're, we do this silent suffering thing. This silent suffering and the shame inside of that, some of us internalize it as being a truth. I don't suck. I did not suck at gymnastics. Even if I fell off 10 times that day, I always got back up again. I always went again. I was whatever. I mean, right. He, like now y'all are starting to remember some of your traumas. Third grade teacher told you you sucked, right? 
I remember Kevin in the fifth grade told me, I'll pay you $10 to shut up. You can't even shut up for 15 minutes. I was like, what the hell? What's wrong with you? Right? But people, y'all are giggling because you all have stories like this too, probably. Okay? But those little, <laughs> Amanda had the same thing. <laughs> those things that you've started to internalize as why you're not lovable or why you can't coach a million dollar a month team or why you can't recruit 10 people a day or whatever it is in your mind. This is all shame-based. And what if you knew it was shame-based so you could work through it? A lot of you live in your shame and you're just sitting there hiding because you think you're alone. I say it a lot, but we all have traumas. We just don't talk about them. We just did it in the chat a little bit, right? But like, we don't talk about them and we act as if we're the only people who have ever been through something like whatever it is you've been through. This is not to say your traumas are, are not real. This is not to say you deserved it. This is not to say any of those things, okay? This is me saying, what if you understood that your shame is actually not that unique? What if that became powerful for you to know? Doesn't that kind of shift the perspective on everything when you start to realize you are not alone? Other people on here have the same fears of what, I don't know if I could, should keep recruiting because I don't know how to lead a team that big. There are people on here still who go, I don't know if I should make $50,000 a month because I don't know how to manage $50,000 a month. I don't, I don't know how to do that. There are some of you on here who shame self-sabotages in everything in your business because you look at yourself and you go, well, if I get 50 new customers today with a berry blue sale or a limonada or whatever, well, I don't, I don't know how to help that many customers. I, I need to slow down. Whoa, 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 whoa. This reminds me of the time that when I was seven years old, I was told, bah, 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 you can't do this. That is crap. And more people on here feel that. Some of you, I'm sure, literally don't pay your taxes because you're like, I don't know how to do it. You don't need to admit to that in the chat, but I know it. <laughs> I literally know somebody in network marketing who has made $3 million a month. And she's probably making on average $650,000, $700,000 a month. She hasn't paid her taxes in three years. And she said to me, she said, I just don't know how to do it. So I'm not going to do it. And that's why I buy all this stuff. Because I don't know, like, we're not taught about money like that. So I'm just going to keep buying stuff. And I went, what? She said, well, I don't want to pay that $100,000 tax bill. I said, that $100,000 tax bill? <laughs> you mean like your $8 million tax bill? <laughs> like $100,000? Oh, no. But what are those things that we allow to spiral out of control over and over and over again and it's all related to shame and then it turns into guilt who is like the sister of shame y'all know what i'm talking about right shame and guilt they're like twins 
okay? The guilt is like your North Star that does this crap that's like, I must do better. I'm not doing good enough. Oh my God, I don't deserve this team. Oh my God, I don't deserve to have lost all this fat. So I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go eat seven cakes and sabotage everything I've done. Oh my God, stop. Stop. That guilt, you don't need to feel that. You feel it around everything. You feel it around mom guilt if you're a mom, dad guilt if you're a dad. You feel it around your team if you've got a big team and you, you get so close to eight and you just tear it all apart. The only reason you're not hitting rank you want to hit is because there is something inside of you from when you're a child that is overwhelming you with guilt. It doesn't have to be eight. It could be seven. It could be six. It could be five. It could be MVP. Nobody can convince me that they don't want to hit MVP. You know, sometimes champs will be like, it doesn't really matter. That is a champ who is full of shame that is literally lying to you. Let me just throw it out there. Your champ's lying to you. Your champ needs to heal their inner child. That is the most important thing to do in our business. But I can see it for what it is because I've been leading for so long, right? That's guilt. That's something where... They know they should post in their stories every day. Some of you on here, again, there's almost 100 of you. There are some of you on here who your champ, you don't even know if they drink ketones. Because they don't put it in their story every day. But they tell you to. There are some of you who get coached on, I don't know. Uh, go live and do keto kitchens. <laughs> Lee says he thinks his champ drinks them. Shut up. <laughs> maybe, maybe I drink them. I was snorting them earlier. No, I'm kidding. All right, like it doesn't, but it's weird though, right? And it makes you start to have anger and animosity toward them when really it's a guilt and shame issue. Those twins are at it, probably wrecking that person. They're sabotaging their business and they don't even, they can't even understand why. And I don't know, it's a little deeper when it's these deep trainings, right? When it's not like, hi, let's go sell some ketones. You're like, oh, crap. Oh God, this is, she's hitting me with two by fours right now, right? That shame is like a black hole that people get stuck in. It's not like they don't want to do a keto kitchen if they're training you on it. It's not like they don't want to do, you know, the live videos or the posts. I don't think they're stupid. They're stuck in a cycle of shame and guilt. They're stuck in a cycle of self-sabotage. They're stuck in a, oh my God, I have this team and I don't feel like I deserve them. Just spiral. Now you can't pull them out of it. Neither can I. That's kind of the part that sucks, right? But it's identifying that in yourself because you can fix yourself if that's you right now who's like, I really am kind of sucking at this consistency thing. I am kind of terrible at having the conversations about recruiting. I have been sort of lazy about pushing for MVP or I get really close and I pull away, really close and I pull away. I wonder why I get really close to champ and then I just, ah, right? Whatever those things are. And then there's pride. So we've got shame, We've got guilt, we've got pride. And the crazy thing about pride is that sometimes people think it's totally different because pride is, is it just, it feels different, but it's the same. Pride, you know, when people are like, uh, how many of you seen this? Um, I'm making something up, but 
it'll make sense. Like if people are like, they might outwardly say, no, I'm, I'm too good for that training. That's why I don't get on that. But usually they wouldn't say something like that. Usually pride says stuff like, I don't need to get on that call. I, what am I going to learn on that call? No, 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 no. I don't, I don't, it's not serving me. You'll hear stuff like that. I don't, that's not going to serve me. It's weird though, because then you'll hear other people like, you know, big leaders in the world say, go to trainings. Cause even if you hear one thing, one thing, it can change your whole business. You've all heard that, right? Right. This is pride, but pride is directly linked to shame. So when you hear somebody doing the thing where they're putting themselves on a pedestal constantly and they're saying the whole like, it's my way or the highway, this is how I'm doing things, I'm separate from this, I'm whatever, whatever, whatever. Like what they're really saying is I am so scared. This is really what people are saying when they say stuff like this. I'm so scared and I don't need to show up in vulnerable ways. It takes a big person to get on a call and learn when they're scared. It takes a big person to say, those calls make me freaking uncomfortable because even though I know Jesse Lee's not talking about me, like it hits me right here every single time and I feel like she's thinking of me. But watch this. How many of you on calls like this or champ calls or, or team calls in general or whatever, how many of you have ever felt like I was speaking directly to you? Okay. So if it's the whole call saying yes, every training, yes, all the time, LOL, yes, oh my God, called out, okay? Did you ever think maybe it's not you I'm talking about, but it's the message you needed to hear? That's your pride saying, oh, she's, she's talking about me in a negative way. No, if there's situational awareness, I might not even know the situation you're dealing with. It just hits you through the eyes because that's what you're supposed to hear. But that pride, I used to think you only talked, (laughs) right? Like, I promise you, that's pride saying, oh my God, Jesse Lee talked crap about me. Oh my God, Jesse Lee, da, 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 da. And it doesn't, you know, and, you know, erase Jesse Lee, insert any leader out there, right? It goes back to the blaming, the shaming, the justifying. Oh, she was talking about me when she said there's somebody who blah, 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 blah. What? What are you talking about? There are 800 people on that call. Why do you think I'm talking about only you? But this goes back to what I said, right? Our traumas are not that unique. Oh, it's all connected, right? More of you are going through stuff with an upline you don't like or self-sabotage because of something in your childhood or uh, downline issues or um, whatever it is. Then you realize most of you have the exact same issues on this call and you didn't even know it because you thought your struggles are unique to you. And when people struggle and they feel like it's unique to them, right? Well, then that becomes an even bigger problem because then they get silent. 
right? And silence never solved anything. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. I'm going to talk to you about how we can kind of um, work through it, right? Okay, so here's how we work through this, all right? And you've probably noticed a lot of this with, like, how many of you have known me for a couple of years? There's a lot of you who have known me for a couple of years. Um, some of you obviously are newer to the squadron, <laughs> but I will tell you who I am as a person and specifically as a leader is very, very different as time goes on. And a lot of that is because of doing shame work. A lot of it is seeing my flaws and going, oh, we need to bring that to the surface instead of letting it sit in here and fester into something disgusting, right? I was mean. I was angry. That's almost how mine came out, right? Like, in a way, it would be pride, you know? Like, I couldn't understand why you wouldn't want to be a multimillionaire or something like that, right? So it would come out almost in this anger, right? It would come out in this sort of burning rage. I don't know what it would be for you guys, but just using myself as an example. And so the number one thing that I learned to do is you have to take shame out of the dark, okay? When you hide, when you shrink yourself, when you, um, when you, you know, decide, oh, I'm not going to get on Zooms anymore. They don't serve me. Obviously, it's not any of you on here. I'm just trying to use the example so you can coach people through it too. When you do those things, it makes it worse for you because shame loves the suffering, Shame loves it. And you know what the, the worst part is? I know what happens on Wednesday nights when you don't show up to a Zoom. And maybe not you. Maybe people on your team. Maybe leaders that used to be on things. Whatever. How many of you have ever broken up with somebody before? Like that you were like, I really love them. And then it like didn't work out. Okay. Like for whatever reason, you broke up. How many of you can honestly say if there was like a standing date or a standing thing you always did at the same time every week with that person, maybe it was a TV show, maybe it was a date night, maybe it was a restaurant that you have to drive past every day or whatever, how many of you know exactly what I'm talking about when you know that at that same freaking time, every freaking week, you're still thinking of that stupid ex? until you got vulnerable enough to heal. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong, you big liars. Bunch of big liar liars. Right. I say that to you because I just told you the shame and the silence equal the, equals the suffering. I know exactly what they're thinking about on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They can be on a date with somebody else. And I know you think about me. I know. I'm not over here suffering. You could be, you could go to church on a Wednesday night at 8 p.m. And you still thinking about me. I'm just telling you. Because God's speaking through me over here too. So like, what you doing? <laughs> I'm kidding, right? Like, whatever it is. You could go on a date night. I swear on everything. You're thinking about the team. Because you can't just turn it off like that. It doesn't work like that. And then what people do is they pull away even further. It's like, oh, well, I stopped going to that training. I'm just going to stop going to all the company trainings because I know I'm going to see Empire people and it's going to trigger me. This is what people do. This is what people do. 
If you want to get over your shame around whatever it is, your business, your success, your love life, your personal life, your friendships, or whatever it is, you need to pull the shame out of the dark, number one, by talking. You got to talk about it. You need to be seen. You need to be heard. You need to be vulnerable. Some of you live lives that are just not normal, but you're thinking it's normal and you're just living in the pain. Because you're not talking about it. You're not opening up. You're not saying, I don't think this is normal. I don't think my partner's supposed to treat me like that. But like, that's all I know. Can we talk about it? And then you got this whole, you got shame around everything. I don't know who needs to hear that. You want to get over the shame. You've got to open up and do the scary things. It's not behind, it's not by hiding behind any kind of mask that you're going to work through it because shame goes away when you trust, when you trust, I know that's difficult for a lot of you. I know that's difficult, right? It's super scary to trust somebody. I messaged somebody. She's a champ on here. I won't use any names, but I messaged her last night. And I just said, I am not going anywhere. I love you. You are safe here. Your family. Get back to work. You know what you're doing. Because why do we self-sabotage? We self-sabotage because of shame, because of guilt, because of pride, because of fake circumstances in our mind that we are making up around our business because of something that happened in our past. Release that because this is not the same as whatever it was you went through in the past with your old business or whatever you went through in the past with your old relationship with an upline or whatever happened in your past as a child, whatever it is. It's not serving you. You need to clearly communicate what you need though. Because if you want to get through shame, you have to speak. You have to say what you really mean. And if the person actually cares about you or your followers actually care about you, which surprise they do, I'm just going to tell you Tell them what the hell you need. Do it. They're not going to go anywhere. It goes into speaking love languages, which maybe we can talk about coaching through that next week or something. But like, guys, if you need somebody, I'm going back to relationships now for a minute. If you need somebody to text you good morning and good evening and you never told them and you're mad about it because nobody, because you never got told good morning and good evening when you were a child and it just means a lot to you. Would you just tell them? They're not a mind reader. If you need someone in your business to, oh my God, I don't know, do a coaching call with you because you're stuck at whatever, tell them. If you need quality time with somebody and they don't know, tell them. Have you actually talked to your upline? Or are you just going to vanish into the abyss and just be upset about stuff? Nobody knows. That if I've offended you in this call or last night's call or any other call, I don't know that. Am I just supposed to know that you need, you need a text from me? Am I supposed to know you need uh, to get a hug? Am I supposed to know that you need me to have corporate send you more gifts or whatever? I don't know. I don't know. So I say that to you because it's our responsibility as people to work through our shame by saying, you doing this, it's a problem for me. You know, you abandoning me on Wednesday nights when I'm trying to do whatever, whatever, I don't know, I'm like making crap up again 
Tell people. Tell people. It really bothers me that you won't support me in my business. All I really need is ba 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 ba. Talk to people. Communicate. You can work through your shame by by communicating, right? And community is one of the antidotes to shame. And I love this example because, okay, it's perfect that Bree's talking about moving to Texas and whatever else in the chat. I see it popping up. I can't really see the chat because I'm on the phone. But she was quitting. It's like two years ago to the day, by the way. Um, we were at Empire U two years ago. She was quitting. She came to Empire University to say goodbye She's the fastest growing leader on our entire team. And I've been saying it over and over again. And I like to say it, so I'm going to keep saying it. She'll be the first ranked 10 on the team. I'm not, like, ever wrong. So, you know, what can I say? All right? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just telling you. I say that to you because the community was the antidote to the shame she was feeling. Nobody was actually shaming her. Nobody was. Nobody got on the phone with her and was like, you suck actually. <laughs> just want to tell you, uh, you're awful at this. So it'd probably just be best if you quit. <laughs> Nobody likes you. Uh, yeah, that conversation never happened, but it did in her head. It did in her head until she went to the event and she saw how loved she was. And she saw that all of these things that she was spiraling out of control in her, in her head weren't actually happening. Well, what is that around your business? Those of you who think your team hates you. My team hates me. They, what are you talking about? Did anybody say that? Did anybody say that they're that mad at you? Or is it something from your past triggering you in a way you feel, but nobody said that about you? Nobody. It's shame. Lean into the community. More of you need to learn how to trust Again, if nobody on this, on this line right now ever betrayed you, stop thinking we're your stepdad from when you were nine. Surprise, we're not. You know what I mean? We're not. And if you work through that, you can actually build your business. Next thing, I know we're like, we're going to run into the champ call, but like every champ's on here anyway, so it's okay. Affirmation work. I know we talked about mirror work last night. Please continue doing that. But how many of you don't talk to yourselves? And if you do, you're mean. There's a lot of you who are so mean to yourselves. And I'm telling you, if that person walked up in your house, like if it were a human that got out of your head, walked into your house and said that kind of stuff about you to you, I'm pretty sure it would get violent. Get the out of my house. Get the right? Y'all would be getting kitchen knives and guns and I don't even know what else would be going on. But you let that person live rent free in your head telling you, you don't know how to lead. You don't know how to sell. Why would you do TikTok? You're not even funny. What are you doing? You're not even skinny enough to go sell a health and wellness product. So what are you doing? You're not even disciplined enough to run Zoom calls. Just quit. Will you tell that heifer to shut up? It's not even a real person. Shut up and start trying other things that are nicer. Like I am statements. Whatever comes after I am will become your reality. 
So maybe we can work on saying nicer things to ourselves, even when we don't entirely believe them. Like, if you haven't already done that TikTok with the I am healthy, I am wealthy, I am rich, I am that bitch, whatever, okay? You better get up on there, okay? I am going to go get that bag, right? Or whatever it is. You don't have to do it, but maybe you should. Maybe you should. And maybe you should do it every day. But maybe you should also try things like I am whole or I am lovable or I am capable or I am strong or I am a leader or I am a great recruiter. Or I am allowed to make mistakes. I am allowed to make mistakes and learn from them. I'm allowed to grow. I'm allowed, today I'm allowed to be the worst version of myself that I'm ever going to be. And I am going to grow. Right? I am enough. You need to start telling yourself that. Because I can call you every day and say, Megan Hunter, you're enough to be pro champ. Sydney Smith, let's go. You are enough. You are so good. Oh, my God, Brittany Anderson. Come on, girl. Kristen Morris, you're so good. Oh, my God, Amber Higgins, amazing. Okay, look. It doesn't matter what I think about you. And some of you have noticed this in your coaching. You're constantly telling people, you're so good. Oh, my God, Ashley, you're so good. You're doing this all the time. And you're like, why don't they get it? Why don't they think they're good? Because they're full of shame. It's the same reason you tell them every single day, you can do this. You can hit MVP. You can do this. You're so good. If they're not saying they're enough and they're worthy and they deserve to be champ and they deserve financial freedom and they deserve to be loved and they deserve, they deserve, they deserve, they deserve, they deserve, they deserve, they deserve. If you don't say, I deserve, I deserve, I deserve, you're not going to have it. So what do you deserve? And can you start stepping into that? You don't deserve to struggle every single month to just barely requalify at your rank. That's crap. It's crap. You deserve a lot more. So whoever told you you're only good enough to be, you're pretty damn good, but you're not the best. Whoever that was that told you that when you were six, tell them to shut up. You might even need to make a phone call and just say, hey, I know you haven't talked to me in 20 years, but shut up. (laughs) Just kidding. Okay. But like, come on. No, you can be the best. I I don't mind if any of you out recruit me. I don't mind if you outsell me. I don't mind if you out earn me. You don't need to be, you don't need to be 10th best and prove it or 20th best or 50th best. Get after it. We have a team name called the Empire, which indicates royalty. Teams are called Inspire Empire, Aligned Empire, the Dynasty, the Okay, well then, come on. Come on. That is, that is the epitome of power. There's nothing stronger than a kingdom. And kingdoms, last time I checked, have multiple kings and queens. It's not just about me. It's the entire freaking realm. And maybe that's like wild to think about, but we aren't the empire because of Jesse Lee. You know what I mean? It's because there's so many dominant players who need to actually dominate 
A lot of you were doing really, really well. I talked really candidly to Mexico last night. For those of you that were on, you heard me. I'm like, what are you doing? You literally, most of you speak two languages and are better in English than our English only speakers. Take over this team. I'm sick of their crap. Go crush them. <laughs> They're so good. But it's all shame around something. I don't know what. But all of us have that. And it's a constant progression. It doesn't, doesn't get fixed right away. A lot of it is that inner child. And you got to love her or him. Is, you know, Joseph McClendon says it. But it's never too late to heal your inner child. It's never too late to get on your hands and knees and hug the version of yourself that was so wounded by so many people's words, actions, thoughts, beliefs around you. You can heal. And you can grow. I'm literally living proof of it. I was a disaster. Even in recent history, like last three years, four years, really four years now, I guess, 2017. You can heal and you can dominate. So remember, vulnerability is not weakness. And the more you start to talk it out and share with the people as you start to build your trust, that's courageous. And that courage is going to allow you to build that kingdom of yours, that giant team of yours, that financial abundance that even though you don't know what to do with a hundred grand a month, you're like, you know what? Maybe I'll figure it out. Maybe I'll figure it out. It can't be that hard. Maybe I can hire people to handle my money at a hundred grand a month. Right. You can. And so I want to read you a quote, and this is from Daring Greatly, um, which is the book that really, I mean, I've had a lot of, what I call dots in my life, right? Kind of that Steve Jobs, you look back on the dots in your life. Um, but reading that book in uh, late March, early April, 2020 changed so much about my life. Like I will, I will buy another one of these necklaces when this breaks, it just says, yeah, sure. Um, because it, it just shifted who I was in such a good way that I think a lot of you could probably uh, could probably use. And this is one of my favorite quotes from the book, from the book, because I think this is probably what's happening to a lot of you. So I'm just going to read it and maybe it will hit you the way it hit me. She says, there is nothing as hurtful as standing on the outside of our lives and looking in, wondering what would it be like to step inside of the arena. Come on. Stop sabotaging all of the little things in your life because you're so scared that if somebody knows who you actually are, they're not gonna love you anymore. And if somebody actually knows the little parts of you that actually make you you, that they're not going to want to do business with you. I will promise you, the more open I got about this is Jesse Lee, this is what it is. If you like me, awesome. I like you too. And if you don't like me anymore because I'm setting boundaries and because I'm, you know, having fun in ways that I've always wanted to have fun and I'm doing things that are really authentic to who I am, well then you're just not my person anymore. But there is an arena of your life that every single one of you is supposed to step into. 
Don't be the person that keeps looking at other people winning because you don't think you deserve it. I'm here to tell you, you do deserve it. You deserve everything you want. And the only person stopping you is your shame inside of you.